0: Today being Pentecost, the day when the Holy Spirit descends upon the apostles, giving them the power, making them, you know, giving them the third person of the Trinity, in a sense, divinizing them, giving them the power of God himself. Um, I'd like to talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the last of those fruits, chastity, because sin comes in different seasons. And the beginning of summer, sin coming in different seasons, is when unchastity springs up probably more than is normal. Um, it, is, it is common, sadly, for there to be more sins against chastity committed. So I want to talk about um, the solution to that because too often it seems like it's just a cycle where it's like, well, I fall into this and now I'm back again this week and I fallen into it again and I don't know what to do. I feel like I've tried everything and it's like trying different tactics different skills maybe putting a phone uh you know in this room or you know like only being around in public with a girlfriend here we try different skills but maybe don't get to the heart of the issue and it's telling that of the 12 fruits of the holy spirit chastity is the last of them of the 12 fruits of the holy spirit chastity is the last of the fruits why is that telling the way that the holy spirit is given uh, to us in baptism and confirmation and so we are in a state of grace then we have the holy spirit but we can receive the holy spirit with a more or less generous heart what he's given is given with all the fruits and the fruits don't you don't like get like some of the 12 fruits and not others The fruits are like dominoes, where the way in which they are ordered matter. And the last domino to hit is the domino of chastity, which means all the other 11 fruits have to really take place and to take root in order for chastity to spring up. And until that happens, then we will constantly be confused about why am I falling into sins of unchastity? Here's the way in which the fruits work, and how we can obtain chastity. And while it seems complicated, it is actually very simple. Because you knock the first domino over, and the stronger it will knock over the last domino. So the first of the gifts of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we know that they are these. They are charity, joy, peace, peace patience, long-suffering, goodness, benignity, meekness, faith, uh, modesty, continence, and chastity. So the first is charity. Charity because charity is the life of God dwelling within us. It is the third person of the Trinity, the love of God, given to us in the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is given to us wholly as an infinite person. And so if we receive the Holy Spirit wholly as an infinite person, what that fruit causes is, is the second, joy, because joy is always the effect of something that I receive in love. When I receive something in love, I receive joy. And St. Thomas says that the joy we receive is so immense and undisturbed because it is receiving, the, receiving God himself that that joy then causes peace, causes peace. And it causes peace because we have a perfect undisturbed joy and it calms a restless desire that we have for God himself because we know our hearts are restless until they arrest him and so that peace then enables me to deal with certain evils and that peace enables me to be more patient and more long-suffering now that reception of god in the person of the holy spirit causing joy and peace patience and long suffering what it does is that then turns me horizontally so to speak toward my neighbor to where i am well disposed to them in goodness i'm well disposed to them in goodness and in that goodness and being disposed to them i can execute that goodness through the gift of uh, benignness And then I have meekness that allows me to curb my anger from that goodness that I have towards my neighbor. And then I have that gift of faith of just simply being faithful to my neighbor because God is faithful to me. And then finally, causes in my relationship with things beneath me, it causes modesty toward external things. I don't like seek the flashy things, right? But also it causes continence, And then finally, chastity, that toward inward things, because I've satiated my desire in the Lord, that I am not bound to fall into my unlawful desires, because my heart is rested in him. Now, the works of the flesh, we know, are opposed to these. And so, if I know that I am not in a state of grace, if I know that, or if I'm convinced that I am not pleasing to God, or if I do not spend time with God in prayer, then those dominoes fall the other way, and we will be much more, ir- much more sad, much more um, irritable, not at peace. We will be short. And then eventually, as those dominoes fall, the consolation that we can have in the middle of shame is lust, is sins against chastity. And so the, you know, the, the solution, although it's not as simple as, let me do this strategy to put away the phone here or to spend less time with the girl and in this scenario, the guy in this scenario. It's actually much simpler than a strategy. It's as simple as learning to delight in God, learning to have an innocent heart And to take peace in him. It is very important for us. In fact, I don't know how else we can do it. To remain chaste and not to relish the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because if we do not relish the presence of the Holy Spirit, then we will fall into unchastity. The heart is made for love. The heart is made for beauty. And whenever it does not have true beauty, it will accept counterfeits. It will accept things that are less than, because it will not go hungry. The good news is that through the grace of confirmation, through the grace of baptism, the Holy Spirit resides with us if we are in a state of grace. And that we have only to give our hearts over to him, for him to give us his whole self over to us with all of his fruits of charity, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, goodness, benignity, meekness, faith, modesty, continence, and yes, chastity.